You're listening to Language Nerds to Earth, the podcast about linguistics, culture, travel, and how they're all connected. Now it's time to meet your language nerd hosts. One in China, one in Spain. It's Patrice and Rachel. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Language Nerds to Earth. I'm Patrice. And I'm Rachel. Do you remember us? It's been so long. (laughs) Yeah, we took a brief little break due to some traveling, some illness. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we were ready to record last week, and then I didn't have a voice, so you can't really record a podcast without a voice. No, it's kind of necessary. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But we're back, and we're ready to roll. Yeah, we have a special episode to make up for the lack of episodes. It isn't the episode of all episodes today. We're on episode (laughs) number 23. Our topic today is cultural superstitions. Yeah, now I feel a little intimidated, but anyway, here we go. (laughs) The episode of all episodes. Yeah, (laughs) no pressure. (laughs) No, but we've got some special guests today. Just giving us a brief view into a few different cultures. Obviously, we don't have time to cover every culture, so here's just a a little introduction, a little, what's the word I'm looking for? A little window. Yeah, sure. (laughs) A little window into their lives. Yeah, so we're going to look into, first we'll talk about some different origins of common superstitions in Anglo-Saxon culture. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to talk about Irish fairies, which are a great cultural superstition, but unfortunately neither of us really knows any Irish people very well. But then we're going to hear from our guests from all over the world on their cultural superstitions and listen to their perspective. But first, we have some language news. Yeah, I really liked this article. Yeah, it's... me too. So this article is about a research team who did an analysis of Twitter, and it kind of shows how new terms in English are developing and what are the regions of origin, basically. Yeah, this was really cool because it showed us in real time how language evolves, specifically American English in this case. And Mm -hmm. the researchers use Twitter to watch the evolution of English, which if you haven't already heard our episode on the evolution of English part one, part two is definitely a come on your way soon. It is Mm -hmm. super interesting. So this was really cool because it was kind of a continuation of that. Yeah. So basically they use geocoded data from Twitter and they created different maps and You might be able to guess the different kind of regions where things originate. Mm -hmm. So there was the West Coast, the Northeast, the Mid-Atlantic, the Deep South, and the Gulf Coast. Mm -hmm. The Gulf Coast, I wouldn't have guessed. I would have guessed maybe the the Midwest or something. Yeah, I agree. The Gulf Coast, it is like a pocket of culture. I mean, you think of like New Orleans and... Yeah, um, sure. Southern Georgia, I guess, maybe? I guess so, yeah. And Texas, the part right. on, the, on the Gulf. So that makes sense, yeah. Mm-hmm. There's there's a lot of Gulf Coast when you think about it. Yeah, that's true. But the interesting thing that they said in the article was, you know, linguistics 
is shifting from a social science to a data science because you can actually quantify the number of times that you see these different terms popping up around the world. So for example, they tracked the origin of 54 newly emerging words in American English. For example, the word bayless, B-A-E, less, means to be single, originated in the Deep South, while the word mutuals, which is short for mutual friends, originated from the West Coast. Yeah, that's really interesting. Um, And it kind of makes sense, like, for me, mutuals, like, being kind of networky. Yeah. Finding your connections might be kind of a West Coast thing. Right, yeah. I agree. That's a good point. Which actually leads to the kind of conclusion, which is that the spread of new words is not constrained by like from city to city, it doesn't go from city to city and then into Mm -hmm. the rural areas, but rather by cultural patterns. So new words tend to spread within cultural regions before reaching other areas. Yeah. And they also don't, nor do they spread from one large city to the next. Right. Known as the wave and gravity models. Oh, okay. So they actually disproved some models of language evolution. Mm-hmm. That's kind of amazing. Yeah. And that's really interesting to use social media, a social yeah. network like Twitter in that way. Yeah. I mean, that's awesome because, like, they have this huge source of ready-to-use data through Twitter, you know? Yeah. And Facebook as well. Yeah. So hopefully we'll see a lot more of this type of research done Yeah. to give us more insight into language and how it's used. Mm-hmm, exactly. Cool. Well, we will be posting that article on our show notes for this episode, so be sure to check it out if you're interested in learning more. Totally. It's from Science Daily. Yeah. So, so <laughs> on to our main topic of the day. Mm-hmm. First, we thought we would cover some common superstitions that we have kind of in the Western world. I'm sure some of them are more specific to English speaking, and some might be more widespread. Mm -hmm. So shall we start with a couple of our own that come to mind? Yeah, yeah. So you probably are very aware of cultural superstitions. I mean... It's things that you're taught when you're a kid, right? They're weird. A lot of times they're really weird. A lot of our guests, I think all of our guests who were talking about the cultural superstitions you'll find kind of say, ugh, I don't really know why we do this. Right. (laughs) And they they feel kind of silly talking about it. Mm -hmm. But it's things like, don't step on a crack or you'll break your mother's back. Mm -hmm. Or walking under ladders, opening an umbrella indoors, Friday the 13th, breaking a glass mirror for, uh, is bad luck. Um, in the case mm-hmm. of the mirror, it's seven years. Uh, throwing salt over your shoulder. Yeah. If you find a penny heads up, pick it up. Mm-hmm, right. That one has a little rhyme too. Find <laughs> a penny, pick it up. All day long, you'll have good luck. Uh-huh. Knock on wood. Mm-hmm. A black cat crossing in front of you. Yeah. Carrying a rabbit's foot. Right. For good right. luck. Mm-hmm. Or finding a four-leaf clover is good right. luck. Yeah. Yeah, those are all superstitions that we grew up with in the U.S. I never, I never really took any of them seriously, although for some reason breaking your mother's back if you step on a crack in the sidewalk, like... 
a partition between two pieces of sidewalk. That was a big one when I was yeah, a kid. Yeah, that's a... Yeah, a lot of kids would say that. And then yeah. all the kids have to, like, hop between the pieces yeah. of sidewalk. <laughs> it's kind of morbid. Yeah, definitely. The one that I do take seriously is knock on wood. Oh, yeah, I totally still knock on wood all the time. Always. In the UK, I think it's tapping wood. You tap wood. But my my UK friends do that, too. Interesting. Yeah, in Mm -hmm. Spain, they do it as well. So if you're saying something and you don't want to, like, jinx it, like, for example, what? Um, Like, um, I really hope that it doesn't rain. And then you you knock on something that's made of wood with your with your fist as mm-hmm. if you were to knock on a door. So that way you shield yourself from it raining. Right. Yeah. <laughs> because you um, said it aloud. Yeah. Or I think I'm gonna get this job. Knock on wood. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Right. Because if you if you say I think I'm gonna get this job and you don't knock on wood, it might be because you said that. And you didn't knock on wood. <laughs> mm-hmm, exactly. That's why you didn't get the job. <laughs> <laughs> totally logical. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. let's talk about a couple of the origins of these. Yeah. One of them, it's bad luck to open an umbrella indoors. There's some disagreement or some uncertainty about the origin of this, but I think... What most people have concluded is it comes from about, like, Victorian England mm-hmm. when umbrellas were a little bit more unwieldy, probably, than modern umbrellas. Uh-huh. And so if you open one indoors, it could injure someone or break something. That makes sense. And it could also, you know, provoke unpleasant words, it says, um, which is technically bad luck yeah that totally makes sense it's like a just a way to make sure that people <laughs> don't break things <laughs> yeah I mean yeah that makes sense right yeah it is bad yeah. luck if you open an umbrella inside and then you immediately break something <laughs> yeah it's like really really annoying especially if there's something valuable around yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. then like it's your fault that you opened the umbrella indoors because there's no reason <laughs> to do that otherwise right Right. Another one is it's bad luck to walk under a leaning ladder. This one goes back really far, apparently. Mm -hmm. So it's from ancient Egypt. A ladder leaning against a wall forms a triangle. Egyptians regarded triangles as like a sacred shape, like Mm -hmm. their pyramids or triangles. And so to pass through a triangle was to desecrate the gods. Right. And so then like when Christianity became the new religion, Three things formed a triangle. A ladder rested against the crucifix, so it became the symbol of wickedness, betrayal, and death. And walking under a ladder courted misfortune. So Mm -hmm. in England in the 1600s, criminals were forced to walk under a ladder on their way to the gallows. Right. It was super cool. (laughs) Yeah. Forced them to have some bad luck. Yeah. That's harsh. Mm Mm-hmm. So a broken mirror... This basically comes from divination. If a person looked into a mirror and the image was distorted, he was likely to die. And uh-huh. if not, he would live. That was from ancient Greece. Oh. Huh. And the Romans added something else. They thought that people's health changed in seven-year cycles. 
So a distorted image from a broken mirror meant seven years of ill health or misfortune rather than outright death. I didn't know that they thought that health cycles are in seven years. No, I had no idea. Hmm, Cool. There are a few more here, but I really love the one about sneezes. Yeah. Um, Actually, this says something a little different from what I've heard. I think there are a lot of different theories about it. Yeah. But the one I like the most, which is the one I'm going to tell right now. (laughs) So during the Black Plague, which if you don't know, a third of Europe passed away when this disease was sweeping the continent Mm -hmm. in the Middle Ages. Sneezing was one of the symptoms of the plague. So if you started to sneeze, people would say, ah, God bless you. Because it meant if you're sneezing, then you have the plague. If you have the plague, you're going to die. So Mm -hmm. they would say, God bless you, because you're going to die, and hopefully you'll go into heaven. So God bless you, salud, gesundheit, in all these European languages is what we say when people sneeze, just because that's where it comes from. Right. Another one that I really liked was spilling salt. Yeah. So you might be able to guess why this is considered bad luck. At one time, it was very valuable. Mm-hmm. And, but the around 3500 BC, the ancient Sumerians first thought of the idea of nullifying the bad luck by throwing it over your shoulder, hmm. and which sp- spread to the Egyptians, the Assyrians, and then the Greeks. So this is a really, really old one. Yeah. That yeah, we still do. I mean, I still do that, actually. I actually never really understood why we throw salt. Somehow, like, that superstition went past me. Okay. It's, you throw salt over your shoulder for good luck? Yes. If you spill the salt, it's bad luck. And then, to counteract that, you throw it over your left shoulder. Okay, over your left shoulder. Noted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> make sure you're doing it. <laughs> yeah, I actually have spilt salt lately. So maybe that's why I got sick. Maybe, yeah, definitely. (laughs) Rachel takes this very seriously. (laughs) No, not really. But this one has a really interesting etymology. Uh, So the word salary comes from salt, from salt, Mm -hmm. sal, the Mm -hmm. Latin word, Latin, I guess so. Also Spanish. (laughs) Right, yeah. (laughs) So... People used to value salt very, very highly. And if you've ever heard the expression, someone is worth their salt or not worth their salt, mm-hmm. meaning they're given money to buy salt. So Ugh, salt was so cool. very valuable back in the day. That's so interesting. I love it when like you see cultural superstitions or beliefs in expressions. I think that's so interesting. So anyway, those are some of our highlights, I think. Yeah. Yeah, we'll post that in the show notes as well. Mm-hmm. But let's talk about why do we even have superstitions? Let's see what we can gather from the ones that we looked at, the different origins that we looked at, and yeah. take a look at that. Any ideas hmm. that you get from the ones that we looked at? I mean, it sounds like to me superstitions are created as a form of either social control mm-hmm. or kind of like a way to create an explanation for things, maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So 
Superstition, the word, comes from Latin superstitio, meaning to stand over in awe. And it is also related to superstis, meaning outliving or surviving. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I think a big part of it is a way to deal with the unknown from ignorance. So chance misfortunes can be ascribed a cause, and then you have the possibility of avoiding it by creating a ritual or creating something like that Mm -hmm. to counteract it. So there are many, many different superstitions around the world. There are many that are somewhat universal in parts of the world, but others that are quite unique. Also, one thing that I think is interesting to think about is some professions actually have more superstition in them. Um, such as actors, fishermen, gamblers, miners, athletes, because the success is not so dependent on the self, but outside forces. Totally, yeah. So if you think about like old sailors or something like that, they had tons of superstitions Hmm. specific to their little culture. Yeah, that makes sense. Like the idea that they do well depends so much on their environment rather than their actions right and in the theater like you have certain things that you can't say you know Mm, mm -hmm. this is just kind of a side note that i found and i thought it was really 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 interesting and it's about an experiment that was done with pigeons so basically they were kept kind of hungry and they were fed at regular intervals no matter what they were doing it wasn't dependent on their behavior at all Mm -hmm. But by the end of the experiment, 75% of the pigeons had created little superstitions, different actions that individuals would do that they thought helped bring food. So like turning in a circle three times or (laughs) moving their head in a certain way. And so that was so interesting. And it kind of shows that we're not the only ones who have superstitions. It's crazy. I actually do remember learning about that experiment in one of my psychology classes. I don't really have anything else to say about it, but it is really interesting that, like, yeah, anybody can develop a superstition when you really want something to happen and you have no explanation as to how it's going to happen. Yeah. It almost makes more sense in animals. I mean, a lot of the human ones, they're from very old times. Yeah. So when there was less scientific knowledge and right, right. a lot more unknown. I mean, it explains so much, like horoscopes. Like, why do we have people would look at the sky and say, oh, you're feeling weird today because your stars are out of alignment, you know, something like right. that. Right, so. definitely. Yeah. So shall we dive right in? Yeah, I mean, I did want to mention really fast. Oh, those um, fairies. Yeah, Irish fairies. Like, I've mentioned them, I think, before in a few episodes, but I, I just did a little bit of research before this episode since we're talking about superstitions. It's just one of the coolest things because Ireland has this culture around fairies that is really, like, deeply embedded. So fairies are a secret of people whom the local Irish people blame for their bad luck. So there are different fairies in different places like native to different areas 
They're believed to be descendants of one of the first tribes that came to Ireland, so actual people. And it's said that when warrior tribes like the Milesians began to arrive in Ireland, these, I can't pronounce it, Tuatha de Danann were defeated in battle, but they would not be forced to leave. They loved Ireland so much that they decided to use their magic to shrink themselves and live underground. So each Irish village has its own fairy tree or a hawthorn bush where the fairies live. And you can visit the bush and ask the bush for something that you want, apparently. Like, please, Irish friends, uh, help me out here if you can, and your wish might be granted. But there are different kinds of fairies, like I said, in different places. So a leprechaun is just one of the different kinds of fairies that's native to a specific area. And they're protectors of treasure, and they avoid contact with humans at all costs. So each area with a fairy has its own like legend behind the fairy. So you've heard of leprechauns, you've heard of the Headless Horseman. If you've seen The Legend of Sleepy Hollow or read it, there's a Headless Horseman, and that's based on the Dullahan, which is a really active fairy in rural parts of Sligo, Sligo and down. And yeah, it's headless and it rides on a horse and it either carries its head in its hand or on the saddle next to it. So yeah, and then it, you've also heard the phrase screaming like a banshee. Mm-hmm. And a banshee is also an Irish fairy. It's an ancestral spirit who has been appointed to forewarn members of ancient Irish families of impending death. And according to legend, the Banshee can only cry for five major Irish families, which are the O'Neills, the O'Briens, the O'Connors, the O'Gradys, and the Kavanaughs. Interesting. Yeah. So I'm going to post this article definitely about different types of Irish fairies on the show notes, and I highly recommend you check it out because each of these fairy stories is just like... You can make a movie out of any of them easily. Yeah, and um, the podcast lore he does he has several episodes about fairies in oh, ireland oh cool yeah we'll link, so, link to that too for sure yeah so you can check that out as well it's very very interesting yeah cool so shall we dive in to yes. and listen to some of our friends yeah yeah for sure first um we'll warm up with uh my husband seth he studied anthropology in college and he like he was really into it, and so he went to the Southwest in the U.S. and learned about the Navajo skinwalkers, so we'll take a listen to him first. Hi, this is Seth, and I have a cultural superstition that I know about. So a quick disclaimer, because I have a background in anthropology, even talking about the superstition is kind of a taboo for the Navajo peoples. It's kind of like like in Harry Potter, where you have to use he who must not be named as opposed to Voldemort. But the superstition in question is about the skinwalkers. The Algonquin tribes have Wendigos, Europeans have werewolves, but the Navajo skinwalkers, which are basically uh, witch doctors that shapeshift into animals, and they are not only dangerous, but malevolent. Basically, they use their witchcraft to change into animals and 
hunt people in the night. It's kind of creepy when you hear a Navajo person tell you these stories because they have such a fear and respect for the mythology that kind of makes you believe it too. But it's not something that you talk about in everyday conversation. The end. I, I thought it was really cool that he said talking about the superstition is taboo. Mm-hmm. Actually, I've heard the Irish fairies are the same way. Okay. Like, people don't really talk about them, and they say it's silly, but they'll, like, build a road around the local fairy tree or bush. Exactly, so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I like that he compared it to Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I like that too. It makes it a little easier for mm-hmm. some of us to understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I think he also makes a really good point that like Europeans have werewolves, you know? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like dragons. Each culture has its own dragon. Each culture has its own werewolf or skinwalker in this case. Yeah. So there's so much mysticism around their superstitions, their folklore that it's not even to be spoken of. Yeah, yeah. It's cool. Nice. Well, thank you, Seth. Yes, thank you. Let's move on to Katarina. Sounds good. Yeah, this is from Katarina, who's from Germany. And let's have a listen to what she grew up hearing. I'm Kate, and I grew up near Frankfurt, Germany. There are some superstitions I learned growing up, so we do have a couple of those, but the one that comes to my mind right away is to never congratulate someone before their actual birthday, at least not a German person. That is considered really, really bad luck. So even if you have a party celebrating into your birthday, Don't make the mistake coming to the party and saying happy birthday right away. Wait till after midnight. There are even some people who go that far that you're not supposed to congratulate them before the time they were actually born. But that's taking it a bit far, I guess. An unlucky number in my culture is the number 13. But it's actually, I'm not sure if it's really the number or it's If it's just the combination of the number 13 on a Friday. So Friday the 13th is considered not really bad luck, but a dark day. And if on that particular day, Friday the 13th, a black cat runs in front of you from left to right, like crosses your path, that is the worst luck you can get. You like better turn around lay down in bed and hope the house doesn't burn down, pretty much. We do have superstitions for good luck as well, obviously. So one of the biggest superstitions for good luck is the chimney sweeper. A lot of people who see a chimney sweeper are really happy. And the reason for that is also in the past, obviously, because the roofs were covered in in straw. And if that fell in the chimney, it would easily cause the house to burn down. So whenever the chimney sweeper came, it minimized the risk of the house burning down because he cleaned the chimney, obviously. So that's why the chimney sweeper is good luck in Germany. I personally do not have any items 
that I keep for good luck. But I do know a lot of people have like a horseshoe hanging in their house or a little pig somewhere as decoration. I don't even know why we have the pig as good luck. I do know the horseshoe is... So some people do have a horseshoe hanging in their house. The open part is facing the floor. And the belief is that evil spirits can't walk through something with the shape of a horseshoe. So I'm not a very superstitious person. But I do have that one superstition that came into my mind right away. So I do not want someone, anyone, to congratulate me before my actual birthday. Um, And since I came to the U.S. (laughs) a year and a half ago, that was pretty tough around my birthday. Because people did not understand why I wouldn't celebrate my birthday on the weekend before. Because my birthday was on a Tuesday. And they were like, why don't we just go out for dinner on the weekend before? I was like, that's not going to happen. That's bad luck. So it's not just congratulate someone for your birthday, but also don't celebrate it before your actual birthday. And I even went so far that I told my friends and family in Germany, they cannot say happy birthday at midnight in Germany because it's not yet my birthday in the U.S. So they had to, had to wait till six o'clock in the morning, which was midnight here in the U.S. for me to congratulate me. So I guess that's really, I guess that's really superstitious. Also, people didn't understand why I wouldn't open a birthday gift before my birthday if they didn't see me on my birthday or a few days later and they wanted to give it to me. And I wouldn't open it because it wasn't my actual birthday. So you only celebrate your birthday on your birthday or later, but never beforehand. Yeah, that was funny. So like I said, generally I'm not superstitious and don't really care about those beliefs. But I just can't get rid of the birthday thing. (laughs) Um, I never even really thought about passing them on to the next generation. But I do think it's interesting to to know about those superstitions and about those beliefs and where they come from. It's also part of our culture, so I would like to keep it that way and pass it on to the next generation, but just in an informative way. So I would not want my child to freak out because she saw a black cat on Friday the 13th. But I would want her to know that this is a belief of bad luck in our culture. Thoughts? Yeah, one of the most interesting ones that really, I think, fits that pragmatic reason for superstition is the chimney sweep. Yeah, I like that one a lot too. I mean, it makes perfect sense. Uh, You're going to have better luck because your house is not going to burn down. That is the good luck. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Also, I kind of like that it gives chimney sweeps like a a particular status in -hmm. Germany. Like maybe a little bit more respected. Right. Normally they're kind of bottom rung yeah i don't know if that like was reflected in their salary probably not but yeah probably not but maybe a respected member of the working class yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. instead of being you know the just constantly dirty manual 
work. Right. Totally. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. What about you? Um. Well, yeah, I really liked the chimney sweep one. I also have never heard the thing about why we do the horseshoe. I mean, I, I've heard of that before. I don't know if I've seen it in the U.S. Have she you? said open side down, right? Yeah, open side needs to be down. Because I've always heard the other open side up. Ah, and when I was reading a little bit, it's thought that luck accumulates inside and it's kept in that kind of little bowl shape. Ah, okay. So in Germany, maybe it needs to be down so mm-hmm. that evil spirits can't pass through. Yeah, so it's like a different logic or a different reasoning, yeah. so that's interesting. Actually, you think about um, like dream catchers are to keep bad dreams from you, so you can put that over your bed. And Also, Seth and I have a portrait of the Bodhidharma. I don't really know who he is, but we got it in Korea, and it's supposed to also keep evil spirits from your house, so you keep it at the mm. entrance to your door. Okay. I really like those kinds of things. Like, no, I don't believe in it, but I think it's a cool idea, and why not cover all your bases? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you yeah. never really know. Right. If you have the chance to cover your bases, just do it. <laughs> <laughs> but I like what Katarina had to say about passing it on to the next generation. Mm-hmm. I think I agree with that. Like, even though it's not real and everybody understands it's not real, it's still kind of fun to think about and, and it's a part of who you are you know exactly yeah it's not that you have to be a staunch believer or something like that but yeah it's part of your culture to remember yeah exactly and especially if you have parents from two different cultures it would be interesting to you know get both sides right right yeah it's fun well anyway thank you katarina thank you thank you that's really cool yeah we won't wish you a happy birthday before your birthday (laughs) yeah i did like that one too i remember that from germany it doesn't matter in the u.s like oh i I see you have a birthday coming happy birthday yeah yeah happy early birthday i frequently celebrate before my actual birthday so oh yeah me too i definitely expect to celebrate and to be celebrated on the week before and the week after my birthday (laughs) (laughs) totally reasonable yeah it's like the best two weeks of the year honestly (laughs) well next we have our friend abdullah from our episode on ramadan Mm -hmm. he got some of his friends together to record a little bit for us on cultural superstitions in saudi arabia so that is so cool of you, Abdullah. Thank you yes. so much for doing that. I love that. <laughs> okay, so let's take a listen to them. Hi there. Uh, I am Abdullah from Saudi Arabia, uh, from Tabuk City, which is located in northwest of Saudi Arabia and the border with uh, different countries such as uh, Jordan and the other uh, different countries. Hi, I am Mansoor from Saudi Arabia as well, and I live in Jeddah, which is in the western part of the Saudi Arabia. Hi, my name is Abdullah, I am from Saudi Arabia, from Riyadh, which is the capital in Saudi Arabia. Hi. I grew up in a small city, which is called Zulfi. Alright, we are from different uh, region of Saudi Arabia, so we are seriously they have different cultures. 
perspective of uh, view of the world so i think you guys are gonna enjoy with this different three region of saudi arabia all right let's start with the first one the first question does your culture have any superstition that you learn about growing up that's actually a funny one i have Okay, I will, I will start with this one, guys. We grow up, like, believing in vegetables will, like, uh, oh, vegetable will make your hair soft and long as well. <laughs> so, I, since I was young, I, I ate vegetables to make my hair long and soft, but obviously it doesn't work. <laughs> I I try. So yeah, do Abdul, do you have something in your culture? Yeah. We have uh, actually we have uh, a lot and one of them is uh, you are in bad luck when you find your shoes upside down. Uh, I mean the people around you when they see your uh, shoes uh, Facing the up, maybe? yeah, facing the up. They will uh, yell, yell at you, and they will say you have to turn the shoes the right way up. So it's kind of uh, bad luck, or you like that? Yeah, Mansoor. Uh, one of the superstition that I uh, I hear I hear a lot when I was a, ch- a child, which is the the ghost. Uh, my mother and my father always tell me Mansoor do that or like for example do the the household chores unless the the ghost will come after you so I was uh, so always my mother tried to intimidate me what the ghost is called Al-Salom Al-Salom okay so I grew or I, so I grew up afraid from that Al-Salom so I think this is one of the superstitions that I heard a lot and I, I wanted to share it right now so the third question which is does your culture believe in any lucky or unlucky numbers? So in my culture, there is no, uh, we don't have this kind of superstitions. I think this kind of superstitions mostly come from, from Muslim culture. But Abdul has a story and he wants to share it right now. Tell us your story, Abdul. Actually, when I was young, uh, we believe if someone wear his t-shirt uh, and uh, he bought uh, nine, uh, the number of nine, they will be successful. So even when they are, they will play well, right? Yeah. So just you have to wear uh, number nine, and you will be, Second. yeah, well, great. Yeah. And oh, that's yeah. funny. Okay, what is next? So the fourth question, which is, are there any lucky or unlucky things that come to mind? Do you have any items from your culture that keep for good luck? In my culture, the ninth month in, in our country, which is Ramadan, a lot of people like to do things in Ramadan oh, because yeah. they believe uh, if you do anything in Ramadan, it will, it will be uh, successful. For example, a lot of my friends try to open their stores in Ramadan because they think if they open in that month, their store will be blessed and they will get a lot of money. So this is one of the things that my people or my friends believe that is very lucky to open your a business in Ramadan, which is the ninth month in the Arabic calendar. So, which one of you guys has the lucky things in your culture? If you see the crowd walk above your uh, wall house, you will have something bad. Someone from your uh, family members die or something like this. Yeah. 
Masbah is a kind of necklace that a lot of people in my country wear to give a, uh, a good luck. So, do you have uh, anything like masbah or anything that you wear in your, in your uh, no, city? Razori. Razori. What is a razori? I have seen this with Christian belief too. Some people here, especially I think Spanish people. Ah. Sure. Or also, it's a it's a kind of necklace. Mm-hmm. It's it's actually not just about lucky things. It's about masculinity as well. Masculinity. Yeah, it show you how masculine you are if you have a, like this masbaha. It's funny. It's I don't and know. It's, uh, some of them they are expensive. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. 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 It's seriously expensive. So if you yeah, if you buy a expensive rosary, you will get a lot of lucky things. Well, lucky things. Yeah. And now they make it with a smell, good smell as well. It's okay. What else we have here? Uh, do the superstition ever affect the action you take? Yes, I think the salam, which is the my mother uh, was trying to intimidate me, uh, it affected my life because I thought it's real when she told me at the first time. But then I realized when I when I when I when I. When I uh, when I uh, become older, I, I realize that it is lies and no one will come after you if you don't do your household chores. So it really affected me, I can say that. Abdullah, does the superstitious affect your life? Not really, not really, yeah. I was, especially my family, really, they don't believe in like superstition and many things. But my grand and my grandparents, they do, of course, they believe in this. My parents and the environment where I lived, in, it was not really believing in superstition. So this is why I don't really believe in them, most of them. But I, I have heard about a lot of them. So, Abdul, do you have something? Uh, actually, yes. Especially uh, with the shoes that uh, we have to turn uh, to the right side. And when I became adult, it's faded away. Yeah, it will not uh, affect the new gener- generation. Okay, the last one here. Yeah, how do you feel about the superstition like he thinks? Oh, we just answered this. Do you think they should go on the next generation? I think no, because we have some reasons, some causes. It will affect the, the new generation. I mean, like the social media and the TV. I mean, kids and the new a new generation, they will see and they will uh, learn a lot of things. So, why we believe this when we grow up? Because we didn't have anything to see and to learn uh, from this. So, I think the new generation, they will have something it's better than us. I don't think the superstitions uh, should go on to the next generation because it's lies and it's not real. So I don't think there is any beneficial. I know it's beneficial for my mother to keep me, to keep me disciplined or to explain her kids. But I don't think there is a great evidence that we should keep it to the next generation. So this is my opinion. Yeah, me too. Really, I disagree to like raise kids with, uh, especially the new generation, because we are influenced by different culture so it's not really good things to grow up and then you figure out they will lie not you and you so yeah i i disagree with the move this to the next generation so it sounds like they're not really interested in passing their superstitions on to the next generation yeah it seems like not as much i did think it was funny though 
that quite a few were kind of what you said, kind of based in like mm-hmm. controlling children or making them do things like eat vegetables or do the yeah. housework. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Actually, there was one Irish fairy one about that. It was like in a certain place in Ireland, kids are told, don't eat these berries because they're the oh. fairies' berries. And if you eat them, the fairies are going to kill you. And that was a way to keep these kids from eating poisonous berries. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. something similar. Yeah. Yeah, that ghost one was really funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The crow over the house, that seems familiar. Like, maybe we have something along those lines as well. Yeah, crows are always associated with negative things. I guess, like, I think about crows and Halloween and scarecrows. Like, Mm -hmm. we just have a negative culture around crows. Yeah. Poor crows get such a bad rap. Yeah, they're really smart, but they're really kind of creepy. Exactly. Oh, yeah, the number nine. That was kind of interesting. I've never heard anything like that before. Nine is not a common lucky number, I think. It's interesting um, how we choose different numbers. Like, in the West, we have 13. In Asia, it's four. So... Mm -hmm. Instead of going to the fourth floor, a lot of times you'll go to F floor, or or you'll skip number four. Mm-hmm. Also, you never want a, a license plate with the number four on it. You don't want to give things to people in groups of four. Right. Yeah, it's a little harder to avoid than 13, because yeah. it's just one digit. Yeah. But the reason is because, and there's a lot of this in Chinese, the word death is si. And the number four is si. And so they're just different tones. Uh, so okay. it sounds like they do that with a lot of words, though, in Chinese. Like, this word sounds like the word for this because it's the same pinyin but a different tone. Or it's the same uh. word but with a different tone. And so we associate them with each other. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. But it's really cool. It's kind of That's very cool. Yeah. I yeah, mean, I thought it was interesting. The Muspaha? Yeah. Um, the Muspaha. Similar to like a rosary? Yeah. I want to see what that looks like. If I find one, then I'll um, put it on the show notes. Cool. Yeah, thank you guys. That was really interesting. Oh, yeah, yeah. the shoes. I the love shoes. the shoe one. Yeah. <laughs> that one cracked me up, actually. Never put your shoes upside down. Yeah, it's almost hard to do that because mm-hmm. they naturally just kind of turn over, right? Yeah, especially if you're not very careful with them like I am. Actually, that's going to be similar to the next one we have, which is Gary, who grew up in the UK but was born in Scotland. So he's kind of got a Scottish culture. Yeah. Hi, uh, my name's Gary and I'm British. I was born in a town just outside Glasgow in Scotland, but I grew up in a city called Leeds in West Yorkshire, for those who are not familiar with the UK. Growing up um, as a mix of both Scottish and English culture, as it were, there are a few superstitions that come to mind. I'll start with the, the more common ones in England, such as black cats, um, not walking under ladders, um, not crossing each other on the stairs, that sort of thing. But I find that um, for my Scottish roots are a little more quirky, as it were. Um, for example, growing up, my mum, if I bought a new pair of shoes, new shoes were never allowed on the table. 
I know it sounds like that's just common sense, but my mum would literally like break an arm because she felt that, that she felt that the house would burn down if new shoes were on the table. Also, a thing with hands like right hands good luck, bad hands unlucky. So, for example, if you've got an itchy hand, then Scottish people are convinced they're going to become millionaires, and if they get an itchy hand and they look the left side, they're convinced that um, the plague is going to come back or something ridiculous like that. Also, itchy noses. If you get an itchy nose, you get angry. But then again, Scottish people are always angry, so that doesn't really doesn't really count, I suppose. Do I believe in any lucky or unlucky numbers? Uh, not really unlucky numbers. I think there's the the cliche of Friday the 13th, but from from my personal experience, I don't think from my family or anything, there's no unlucky numbers. Also, New Year's in Scotland. It's um, called Hogmanay, for those who don't know. If you are... A dark-headed person has to walk through your door first. I've seen Scottish parties where there's blondes lined up outside, not allowed to come into the party until a dark-haired person comes, unless they have a piece of coal. This is more um, for older people. I think people in their 20s wouldn't do this because they don't really care, but I've seen like people like my grandparents' generation not letting people over the threshold until they have coal. Lucky things that come to mind. In my family, when I was 18, my grandparents bought me a wallet with my initials on it because they believe that you should never buy your own wallet because that's bad luck. It's a bad fortune that you'll lose cash. And if you ever buy someone a wallet, it has to be lined with silver or gold. So I have a pound coin in my wallet that's been in my wallet for six years, and I will never spend that pound coin. You know, it's ridiculous. There's been times when I was like, hmm, I need a drink. I was like, no, I cannot spend the pound coin because I don't know, the, the world will come to an end. So pretty much that pound coin is redundant and, yeah, it'll stay there forever. I actually am, um, I think I have learnt from my mum in some ways, like with the shoes thing, with um, the itchy nose, with the pound coin. I know it's hocus pocus and it isn't real, but I do try to live my life by that. It, like subconsciously, I don't even think about it. Like if a friend right now just put their sh new shoes on the table, I'd be like, no, knock it off. Um, so yeah, I think it has influenced me a lot and I do follow that. Oh, no, actually, thinking of numbers, this is, um, it's not a date, but it's a time. I think this is quite common within the Western world of superstition. My great aunt, she, um, if she's not asleep by 12, she'll stay up till past four. And this sounds really, really odd. But um, in her eyes, it's the witching hour. Witches are not real people. But um, yeah, try telling her that. Apparently that's when, she's very religious, you see. And that's when the devil's most, I don't know. But yeah, that's a little, so from the people who listen to this, I gotta think my family are just morons, which maybe they are, maybe they're not, but hey, I'm being honest. Um, how do I feel about future generations? Yeah, I think that if I ever had children or nephews or nieces or the next generation of my family, I think these will be um, embedded into them as well. Just naturally, not like forcing it on them like some form of cult. But yes, I do feel that if I had a child, I would pass on the same nonsense that my parents passed on to me. His were so interesting. I know, I love them. Yeah. Yeah, the sh putting new shoes on the table. I've never heard of that before at all. No. The New Year's one, too, was really cool. Yeah, I can... Especially in Scotland, where I assume... I imagine that a lot of people have light hair. Yeah, exactly. He said the line of light-haired people. <laughs> just waiting for someone with dark hair to get there. I know. It's cold. Especially in Scotland. <laughs> I know. Exactly. Will somebody please get me some coal? Yeah, it should be like in the invitation. You send it to one friend with dark hair. Please come on time. <laughs> Everyone will be waiting for you. <laughs> oh my god. Can you imagine like if nobody with brown hair or coal shows up? 
I guess stay outside. No party then. <laughs> Sorry. That's funny. I, yeah, Hogmanay. I've never heard that either. No. The buying your own wallet thing, that sounds somewhat familiar to me. Really? Yeah. And I don't know, maybe somebody that I have run across has said something about that. It's funny, actually. I was talking to him about it afterward, and he said even, like, he won't let his friends buy their own wallet. He'll be like, okay, send me money, and I'll get you the wallet that you want. (laughs) Okay. Some things just get ingrained, I think, more deeply than, than others. Exactly. It's kind of like knocking on wood. Just yeah. Just be safe. If you can do it, then why not? Yeah. I've never heard about the one with the witching hour, staying awake until 4.30. No. That was really very, very interesting. Yeah. I mean, I've heard of the witching hour, right. but not the that you have to be awake unless you went to sleep before. Yeah. If anybody has heard of this before, please um, leave us a comment. He said it was really common in the West, but I've never heard anything like that before. No. Maybe if you fall asleep, you could be somehow tampered with by a witch or... Ah, I don't know exactly. Something along those lines, maybe. (laughs) Maybe in the, like, mid-falling asleep process. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you so much, Gary. That was really interesting. I don't think your family's full of morons. No, it's a very rich cultural history. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah, so he mentions that the right hand is good luck and the left is unlucky. We have this as well, you know, if your palm itches, then money is coming to you. Yeah, I've never heard that before, actually. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I always heard that. Like, your palm itches, oh, that means money. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um... I wish my palm itched right now, actually. But <laughs> <laughs> don't we all, Rachel? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I thought this was I- interesting, though. The itchy nose mm-hmm. um, leads to getting angry. <laughs> yeah. So, but we say if your nose is itchy, somebody's thinking about you. Your nose? Yeah. I thought it was if your ears are burning, somebody's talking about you. Mm. Oh, maybe you're I- right, though. Maybe that's a different one. Yeah, that was really funny because it was actually very similar to our last guest, who is Emilio from Venezuela and Mm -hmm. Rachel's boyfriend. (laughs) And yeah, he also had the same thing about money. So if your right palm is itching, then money is coming. And if your left palm is itching, then you will soon be losing money. So let's take a listen. Yeah. Hello, everyone. I'm Emilio. I come from Venezuela, and back in my country there are a lot of superstitions, especially because my family comes from the country. They, they, they live in a very rural area, so in those kind of populations back in my country, um, well, maybe in every country, superstitions are, you know, a day-to-day thing. But I have come across the most shocking ones that I can remember, the most outrageous ones that just go on the edge of being completely absurd and I want to share them with you today. First of all, I would like to start with a house cleaning related one. If a person is sweeping back in the country, it is said that you should get away, go away from the broom. Not because a witch is coming or something like that, but it is said that if you get your feet swept 
bad luck is coming. And the most common one is that actually if you get your feet swept, you will never get married. So, well, I think I know a few people that would like to get their feet swept. What else? Oh, this one actually happened to me when we were in a family meeting. I think it was one of my uncle's birthday or something like that. And I was sitting down and I decided to fold my arms behind my head like you know like when you're laying in a hammock and you grab your the back of your head with both of your palms you know when you're super relaxed but I was sitting down with that position and one of my cousins said stop doing that because if you fold your arms like that it brings bad news and I literally laughed at his face and I was like that is the most absurd thing I've heard in such a long time I was like, yeah, how dare you say that? How dare you uh, um, unvalidate, if that word exists, our beliefs and everything? I was like, come on, man. That's not possible. The truth is that I don't know if it's what, if it was related, but like an hour later, after I folded my arms behind my, my head, one of my cousins and her husband started arguing very loudly. But well. I'm pretty sure it was not related to me because that relationship was not doing too good to start with. What else? Oh, on another family meeting, I had an empty chair next to me. So I started spinning it, you know, balancing it on one of its legs. And this very same cousin said, stop doing that because it brings bad luck. I mean, well... I mean, it's a very common thing for superstitions to just bring bad luck, but even such a silly thing like that. What else? Oh, this is a very common one. Back in my country, it is said that if a kid walks under a table, he or she won't grow. So, you know, mothers get super scared whenever they see their children walking under the table and be like, oh, no, please get out of there because you won't grow. I've heard that quite a lot of times, actually. Another thing is that in a Venezuelan home, rice must always be there. Because rice is said to bring wealth, to be related with wealth. So it is very common if you step in a Venezuelan person's house, you will see a big bowl full of rice with some coins in it. It is more common to see very old coins because... These bowls are normally in seniors' houses. Um, but it is, but like rice has been related to historically as a symbol of wealth. That's why, at least in my country, that's why they throw rice in wed at weddings, you know, to the groom and the bride. Oh, I have another one. This is a very good one. And if it's, if you have. Ele um, decorating elephant miniatures, they will, they should always be be set in a way that they turn their backs towards the door, and they must be set in uneven numbers, to in order to bring luck into the home. I know, incredible, right? I've never had elephants. I don't think I've done that bad. In Venezuela, in, in children's birthday parties, it is also a very common tradition to have a piñata. It's not all, It's not only Mexican. Sometimes you will see one of your cousins or 
a person related to the kid's birthday to set knives, crossed knives, on the yard. And when you ask why do they do that, is to scare away the rain. Of course, I mean, how could I ask that? It's so obvious. On the other hand, there's another one that states that it is believed that big black butterflies are a bad omen. If they come into your house, they announce death. They are forecasting death. On the other hand, if it's blue or yellow, they symbolize a good omen. Something good is coming, is coming in the way. Saying this one, I just remembered another one, which is if you dream, if you have a dream related to your teeth, that you lose teeth, if you chip a tooth, if you lose a tooth, I'm sorry, if you chip a tooth, something related to, to tooth, it means death. It means that someone is going to die. I know, very dark, isn't it? But apparently that keeps things more entertaining back in the back in my country, you know, and the rural areas. There's also superstitions related to body parts, especially there are a lot related to hands. But one that I've heard throughout my whole life is that if you have this these little white spots on your nails, I'm pretty sure you've seen them, you've had them, you've seen people with them. But if you have those, that means that you've lied. Every white spot on your nail is a lie that you've said. So, I don't know if it also relates to the size. If it's a big white spot, then it's a big lie. Or, you know. Um, if you feel like if your right palm is itching, that means that money is coming on the way. So have that in mind and if it's the left one that is itching that means their money's gonna leave you you're gonna have to pay for something what else oh yes there is this one that says that if your ear is itchy or if you hear a little beep like a very sharp beep that means that someone's talking about you someone's mentioning you in a conversation yeah, that's a very interesting one. And, oh yeah, we have several, several superstitions related to pregnancy and birth. But by far my favorite one is because... My, I remember this one particularly because the first time I heard it, I left my, everything off in front of my aunt. If you do not satisfy a, a pregnant woman's craving, then the kid, when it's born, is going to be born with the mouth open. <laughs> Even thinking about it, it sounds silly. I mean, what is he gonna be like uh, throughout the whole life? I still don't get it. I still think it's funny. But well, these are just a few that I just came up with real quick, and I hope you've enjoyed them. So Emilio had a lot of things for us, which is awesome. Yeah, but you did like mention toward the beginning of the episode in some professions like fishing or acting or farming a lot of the circumstances that are out of somebody's control that kind of profession becomes more superstitious because you mm -hmm. want to do things that bring good luck um, right. so that you have good circumstances so that's kind of like where he's going when he says you know I'm a lot of my 
family works in the in the country. Yeah, for sure. And he said something to me once a long time ago about, oh, don't sweep my feet. And I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) He's like, then I won't get married. And I was like, what are you talking about? Oh, my God. (laughs) And so I have heard that one from him before, but a lot of them were completely new. Don't sweep my feet. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe he was sitting down or he was walking near the broom or something. I don't know. I also really liked the one about a kid walking under a table. I wonder if that's like the kid's going to hit his head on the table or something. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I also thought it was funny that kind of the balancing in the chair. Yeah. Being bad luck again strikes me as something more pragmatic than anything yeah Yeah, totally well yeah it is bad luck if you fall and like crack your head open like (laughs) that's immediate bad luck (laughs) that's like saying you know like don't jump wildly on the roof or something like yeah you might fall (laughs) off it's inherently bad luck i guess (laughs) Right, right. It's like opening an umbrella indoors. Like, please don't do that. Right. Something bad's just going to happen when yeah. you do it. <laughs> yeah. The rice thing was really cool. It's like yeah. a physical evidence of a cultural superstition. Right. Yeah. And it's kind of similar to salt, like how it's valuable or how it was very valuable. Definitely. And actually, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, the kid walking under the table, then he won't grow. That's kind of similar to something that I read about old American superstitions that disappeared in the 20th century. Uh-huh. It was like, if you touch a child's head with something, then they won't grow. Something like that. Oh. I thought it was interesting, the little white spots on your nails. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was cool, too. It actually is an indication of like low levels of some vitamin. I've I'm heard. sure that that makes a bit more scientific sense. My favorite one, though, was the cross knives in the yard to scare Mm -hmm. away the rain. (laughs) Yeah, right. I love what he said about it. Like, oh, of course that's what it's for. (laughs) Why didn't I think of that? When you don't really have control over the situation, you make up rituals that you can do. Yeah, like a rain dance, basically. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, exactly. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you, Amelia. That was really interesting. I really appreciate it. Yours was really chock full of good superstitions. (laughs) So... Cool. Well, if you have anything to contribute listeners to our list of cultural superstitions, of course, we would love to hear from you as always. Mm -hmm. There's some really, there's some really cool stuff out there. Of course, we can't cover everything. And in fact, we didn't even really touch Asia and Africa, which are just little hotbeds of cultural superstitions Mm -hmm. so maybe we'll have to do a cultural superstitions part two another time as well if we get some contributors from there yeah that'd be awesome but if you're from a country that we didn't mention we'd love to hear an interesting superstition that you have definitely that'd be so awesome so yeah let us know and now it's time for lost in translation Yay! Um, This week, we have a Lost in Translation moment from Leonard in the U.S., and I think you're really going to like it. Hi, this is Leonard. 
I've got a lost in translation moment for everybody. It involves traveling last year when I'm about 56. You would think that I know about the world and I'm as wise as could be. But really, it's my first train trip in Germany. And so my relatives know that I might get messed up. So they actually bring me to the train station, put me at the right gate, and around 2 o'clock leave me. And they say, wait, because the train you need is a 2.14. Well, as the relatives leave, here comes a train about 2.04. And I says, great, it's early. I can just jump on, get my luggage, take my shoes off, and just rest as they cruise on out of here. And as I got the luggage on, I noticed the train started pulling out about 2.10. I said, well, I better get to my seat really quickly. It looks like they're really running early. And I found out, to my horror, someone was sitting in my seat. So not only is the train moving, I got my luggage in the aisle, but dadgum, I've got to work on getting a place to sit down. And I had reserved a seat. So I showed the person my ticket. Clearly, I was right, because I made sure I had the letter and the number right. And they showed me that I was on the wrong train. And that really, the 204 train is a different train than the 214 train. And as I was leaving, and we got onto another track, I could see the 214 train pulling in, pick up people. And all I could do is scratch through the window, no! So anyway, I waited agony for 10 minutes till the conductor came by, and I pleaded my case that I did have a ticket. I wasn't riding illegally, but I was on the wrong train. And he did some research for me after a little while and found out that my wrong direction and the train I wanted did cross at one key town. If I got off at that key town, I could hop a few tracks and get on to my train I was supposed to go on. So I waited and waited and waited, and uh, it, did, it did work out. But boy, my lost in translation moment is that when they say 204 in Germany, they mean it, and the train is only there maybe a minute or two, and it's out of there, and the 214, they mean it. So make sure you check your clock, because that train's a coming, and make sure you're on time. That's it. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. Uh, yeah. Yep, the Germans are quite punctual. Yeah. Almost German to infrastructure. A yeah. In their yeah. Infrastructure. <laughs> yeah, that's really funny. I love that he, like, he was like, I'm sorry, I think you're in my seat. No. <laughs> yeah, that's like a cultural lost in translation. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I love those. Yeah. Thank you so um, much, Leonard, for submitting that. Yes. Thankfully, that didn't happen to us when we were in Germany. Oh, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I can really see how that would happen. They really don't spend a lot of time on the tracks. Yeah. So, Leonard, I'm glad it all worked out for you. Yeah. You made it where you were trying to go. Yeah. Thank goodness that the conductor knew what he was doing. He wasn't just yeah. like, oh, yeah. Well. And he was understanding. Yeah. Like, well, cool. If you want to send us your Lost in Translation moment, you can do that on our website under the contact section in the voice recorder, or you can send us a voice note to earth at gmail.com. If you have any suggestions for an episode that you'd like us to do, we have like millions and millions of ideas, but we'd always like to hear from you and just let us know mm-hmm. if you think of one that we haven't that we haven't done yet and you'd like to hear from yeah, us. Yeah, definitely. Everything is on the table. <laughs> yeah, make sure you subscribe to the podcast too so you can get new episodes when they come out, which is usually weekly. Mm-hmm. And follow us on social media. We're on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Pinterest. So if you want to connect to us, that's a great way. We'll be on those channels and we can respond to you. Mm-hmm, yeah. 
And make sure you leave us a review on iTunes, please. That way we are more visible to more people. Yeah, Yeah. definitely. And tell your friends about it if you enjoy listening. Mm -hmm. And that really helps us grow as well. Yeah, definitely. That'd be awesome. Well, thank you so much for listening, everyone. And have a great week. Yes. Thank you for listening. And we'll see you next time. Cool. Bye. Bye.